Be like, click yeah. here to enter. Warning. Or like, cat lovers only, click here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. <laughs> Let's say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. There's a lot. Is There's it? a lot going on. And this this one I thought was a bummer of an episode. I was really just... No. Oh. I just was like, I, the whole episode, I'm like, boring. Like, it's all like just trying to give you... It's all just like trying to give you information and like filler. And I feel like it's just trying to set, set you up for like the next whatever. The next couple... Pro, the next episodes. Yeah, but I dis I disagree. I disagree. Well, I disagree then you're gonna have to boring. tell me what's going on because I was just not. I was. Dude, there was bored. everything was going on. Everything was going on. I always like stopped writing in my notes because I was like, oh my gosh, there's either like too much just lameo stuff going on, or I was just like not interested. Are you kidding me? I have I have too much in my notes. Well, you know, I, it may I, be because I, I, it's a second viewing for me. I don't know. Maybe, but I um, I found it was a lot. There was a lot of information happening. There was a lot of stuff going on, and important stuff. Like I don't. Maybe you don't know why it's important, but it was important. I think it was important stuff. It was the stuff that started to solidify everything so far. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to uh, let's agree to disagree. Well, uh, okay, but then let's let's chat about it. Then I guess is what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm willing to chat. So you take me through this important stuff because honestly, it was like just a whole bunch of like people talking, like not a lot uh, of action, not a lot of action, not a lot of action. It's but that's the that's the whole thing. There wasn't a lot of action. It was every everything was. All right, take it. Take us through it, man. Take uh, us through it. Okay. Not, that, we're, so like, first the, of all, the, 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 episode, the listeners okay, are wanting to all know. Right. This is episode five. This is the one-armed man. Up until this point, just a recap, uh, this is Laura Palmer's dead, uh, and we're trying to figure out who killed it. They bring in an FBI. Well, they don't bring in an FBI person comes in, Cooper, Agent Cooper, and he is on the scene. He uses a specific method of... Um, investigation. Uh, of investigation um, where he uses dreams. All right? Now, right. again, we have talked about... Uh, We've done a little bit of film history. We've done a little bit of art history, mm-hmm. talking about surrealism, uh, mm-hmm. talking about the uh, the beginnings of film and editing. And we are at a point where we understand that this is a, um, a, a narrative that uses all of that. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. So For sure. So we are at a point right now where um, they're trying to figure out at this point who killed Lara Palmer. Right, and um, and the and a one-armed man is is pretty specific and integral to the uh, the dream. dream. Yeah, yeah. That Cooper had, and again, Cooper is like, solve the dream, we solve the crime. Yeah, right. Okay, so this is called the one-armed man. Um, first of all, Andy as a sketch artist, amazing. Like yeah, he, the, the that's, whole time. So that's we, true. Yeah. So we find out something really interesting. Like we are always thinking about Andy as this kind of goof, but now we see that oh, this is an interesting development. He's actually like this artist. Yeah, I think he's still a goof, though. He's certainly a goof, which is emphasized in this in this one. But the anyway. one, okay, I will say the one thing I was I was kind of ripping on this episode in the beginning the one thing i you really the the relationship between andy and lucy really get get started and i'm in i'm intrigued i'm all in on that relationship well i think it was i think it was started but i think there's something there's a there's another mystery that happens there's a connection. yeah there's something getting, happening yeah listen you're getting ahead of yourself 
Okay, I am. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The sta- let's go back to sketch. Art. They're they're trying to they're sketching Bob essentially. They're sketching Bob because they are listening to Mrs. Palmer. Mrs. Palmer has these visions, right? And it, it it's funny. Um, she's like, my God, his face, right? When she's seeing him, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we cut to Leland Palmer's face, right? So right. And Leland Palmer is he has had just about enough of this like with this vision thing and he's like oh wait until you hear the other one right um and so they go on and and they learn not only has she had a vision about this guy she's had a vision like we have seen or previously that somebody takes the necklace right now donna says i was gonna say you missed where so where is the vision where is in in, uh in mrs palmer's vision of bob where is she i think where is he i think that's important the bottom of the bed or the staircase i can't remember which bottom of laura's bed that's where she always sees him yes bottom yes bottom of his bed and that's where we quite frankly that's where we always see him every time we see a picture or flashes up right except for the one time though he was in that kind of room in the dream right right but yes when we see the vision through her eyes we are in, it's in the bottom of the bed and um well anyway so he's, he, she starts talking about the necklace and how she mm-hmm. saw someone take the necklace and donna is like wait a second i know where that necklace is i've buried it there this seems to be a problem and and frankly i also wrote down like is is she wondering at the time like oh did did James go back and get the, you know, is James still in love with Laura? And he actually went back instead of burying the necklace. Did he go back? Mm. I, maybe there's, maybe there's some doubt creeping in between the relationship. I just put that down there just as something that I noticed. But anyway, sure. she's definitely saying like, I have to, I have to do more research on this. And so right. brilliant cut as always cuts to invitation to love soap opera, the soap opera that is, it's is going on as we are watching this soap opera play out. There is a soap yeah. opera in the film yeah. uh, that is playing out, and that's called Invitation to Love. Yeah, and, and it's no longer subtle. Cut. Yeah, it's, it's no longer subtle. subtle. Yeah, well, that's what's that's what's I like about this. Nothing in this episode is subtle. This is like, listen, we're just gonna put it all out there. I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, episode yeah. was like. Okay, all those little things that we were hinting at, giving clues at, yeah. it's here, right? Yeah. This is it. Um, re- we're revealing all our cards, essentially. And so they cut to Invitation to Love. There's literally a necklace there mm-hmm. on the girl who plays two parts. Um, right. And, uh, and yeah, I, I mean, that's... It's, it's a great cut because then so the cut the cut goes to the the scene and then we see that Lucy is watching the scene, which is hilarious because then the sheriff comes in, Sheriff Harry comes in, and he's like, "Hey, Lucy, what's going on?" And then Lucy gives this whole, which is great, she gives this whole synopsis of what's what's going on on Invitation to Love. It's pretty funny, and right. I thought it was a, I mean, it is clear to me that like the, you know, in this drama, this like you know police procedural drama type thing we've actually got this the the comedy comes from i think lucy and andy probably they're the two you know what's if there's any comedy that's going to be involved it seems like it's coming from these two right i mean certainly um but that but it's their their characters play a role in how things shape up and develop yeah they're not just the, the comic relief but still right and my, my question, I mean, the invitation of love is kind of comical, right? I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. it's so. You know what, so is what it comical doing, or is it, is it just like over the top, like soap opera? Like, you know, like well, you watch a soap opera, it's like, com- it's so over the top, it sometimes can seem comical. Well, I think that's what, what it's showing. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I noticed that like the dude, right, is like this kind of nerdy guy or whatever. He looks weird. Yeah. He looks a weird guy. And I looked at I saw this one. She's like pets his hair or whatever. And then kind of like 
is that it like makes a face and like wipes her hand kind of. Oh, like I didn't even. It's her hands all greasy. Like there's, there are definitely things going on. But but I, what I think is interesting is that, or what I'm, see, this is, I'm trying not to do this. But what I think is interesting is as we go through and as we are being, as we're being lit, I mean, here again, I'm talking about mirrors. I mean, this place is called Twin Peaks. All right. So there's no, nobody's hiding the fact that there's doubles everywhere, yeah. that there's twins, you know, mirrors, the duality of everything, the duality. And this one has a nice duality thing happening with men and women that happen, right? Yeah. And so there's a duality that's that's comes to the forefront in this episode specifically, I think. And then so I'm thinking like, well, what are we follow? Like, who? Where's the soap? Is the soap opera on the TV mirroring what's happening in real life? Like, is there a mirror that's happening there? Right. So that's I mean, starting yeah, to be interesting I, to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there. I think it is a bit like I'm definitely on upon second viewing. I'm really trying to figure out what's going on in the soap opera Invitation to Love. I don't think you can figure out what's going on exactly, but it is mirroring the show more than I had picked up on the first viewing. I mean, there was a point where the show, the Invitation to Love, is playing while. And I'm skipping ahead, but um, Mrs. Martell and um, Horn are in the bedroom at the hotel I motel. I couldn't hear what they were I, saying. I couldn't hear what they were saying either. And I'm yeah, trying to yeah. play this. Listen, I'm trying to play this straight. Like, okay, if I was in 1990, I don't have access to like, oh, I'll just watch it, you know, you know, mm-hmm. right after this or whatever. So I'm trying to like, like uh, the, that episode's gone essentially. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like in, in 1990, yeah. if you watched an episode and it was finished, it was gone. That's yeah. the, that's it. Mm-hmm. Unless you tape recorded it, but no one can figure out the tape recorder. You know, who's going to record VCR? Well, gonna all they're going to do it, is right? tape over something else, like something else important. You right. know what I mean? So like, you've, you're losing things if you're trying to capture this. So basically that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to let it, I'm trying to capture as much as I can the first time, first viewing and frankly, you know, I, I watch it get, twice. I'm gonna say I, wanna, I, I watch it twice, yeah. but I, I don't want to get off track. But like, that is something that I think people just don't understand. The kids don't understand. I want your kids probably just do not understand how valuable a tape is. Like a tape used to be. You know what I mean? Like, like it just like having a blank cassette tape, whether it was a cassette tape or whether it was a VCR tape. I mean, that was great. And then. And then when you, you were trying to find a blank one and you didn't have a blank one, you had to make choices. Like, were what choices. were you going to tape over? Like, this is a mixtape. Are you going to tape over this mixtape because you heard some song on the radio that you're trying to get? Like, you're just waiting until they play the song on the radio so you can record it off the radio? Right. Like, and I don't know, something's man. You know, something's going to be on tonight that we need to tape, but I don't have time to go to the store to right. buy the thing, right? And so now I got to make a decision. What's more important, the thing that's going to come on or the thing that I've recorded already? Yeah. Yeah. And so what if someone pressed those tabs so that you can't record on it? Like, like honestly. Well, no one does. No one did that. Everything I remember was recordable. Everything no, we was had, recordable. We had these tapes. I can I guarantee you, we had these tapes from Uncle Ken and they had a whole bunch of movies that he recorded off of HBO and then gave to us. Right. Like movies like crazy, like Midnight Express. Like I watched Midnight Express when I was in like junior high. Like nobody it's should be film. watching Midnight. Well, it's no one should film. be watching <laughs> that movie. Like uh, I think it was Midnight Express. Yeah, that's the drug dealer one. The guy gets sent to prison. Yeah. I... He, he's, he's doing dr- like he's trying to like smuggle drugs and he gets in some Turkish prison. Like I watched it on a sick day. Oh, one day. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I watched that on a sick day with dad one, one, and it's still like burned in my memory. Anyway, that has nothing to do with Twin Peaks, or maybe it does. Like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, what I'm finding out is the more I think about Twin Peaks, and this is, and, and again, this comes up in the thing. And this is why, like, I, I mentioned that thing with the weight, you know, the song with the weight. Yeah, yeah, Bruno, yeah. If things come up, simultaneously they need they're important right yeah you know he, he, <laughs> cooper literally says that so like 
it's just uh, it's it's opened my eyes a new way of thinking about life. This this film or the series. Well, you know what you know what has really and I'm gonna like again I'm gonna just stop you right there because one thing that really has now caused me a lot of consternation is the fact that I'll just watch like regular TV right now and it's just not as like you know Mark Frost and and I know David Lynch wasn't there he didn't he didn't direct every single episode like Mark Frost did most of the episodes but still like they're thought out like they are definitely thought out like you're seeing something on screen because of a certain particular reason there are plenty of TV shows I watch now it's like I don't know like they're just throwing stuff up on there on the screen. Well, listen, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go on a whole rant about cinema and, but but certainly, listen. Something appears on the screen. I'm gonna take notice of it because it's important. Like, right. listen, I have worked on film sets. I understand that like everything is thought out carefully. Right. You know, every single placement of something is thought about every design, like every um, costume design is like thought about every color is thought about. Mm-hmm. Right. Every set dressing, um, the production design is thought about. So like when when people come up and they're like, oh, that that's funny how that happened. No, it's not funny. It was you know people had meetings about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, like, when I see things, like, you know, here's a perfect example, and this comes up right away, right? We were like, "Hey," uh, and I was kind of like, it was an afterthought for me, but I was like, "I saw that. Do you see that car in the background when they were interviewing, you know, right. Leo? Right, mm-hmm. the red car in the background, and we're like, oh yeah, it reminded me of PI, but it was it wasn't a Ferrari. It was some sort of red car, right? Um." That didn't just happen to be parked there, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. It was right. purposefully put in the frame. Everything here is purposely put in the frame just to be on the outside, just so you might notice it, right? Yeah. So that yeah. when you're watching it and you see it and you're like, oh, that's it. Oh, look at that, right? Um, then it comes up and you're like, oh, there it is, red Corvette. Uh, Dr. Jacoby followed somebody with a red Corvette, you right. know, and then we're starting to put things together, right? And so, yeah, and then Ben yells, you know, Ben yells at at Leo for having the red Corvette, like really, like right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. So, and, and in this episode specifically, things were kind of like on, uh, as you're phrasing, on Front Street, right? Everything seemed to be on Front Street here. Everything was revealed to a point where it was like, listen, if you didn't get it before, here it is. Because you got to catch up. Maybe that's why I didn't. I mean, honestly, maybe that's why I didn't like the episode. Because clearly, it's like, hey, things are going to start happening in six, seven, and eight, right? You know, this this is the end. So if you're not caught up by now, and maybe this is a sign of the fact that what we were just talking about in 1990, if you didn't see anything, if you missed something, you were it was lost forever. Like you miss an episode, it's like that's a big deal in Twin Peaks. You've missed a ton. So now it's like, hey. This is episode five. We're putting everything on Front Street. This is everything you missed. And we're not, we're no longer being subtle about it. It's like, here's what this is all about. This is what this is all about. This is what right. this is all about. Well, you have Be to ready. get it by now. Yeah, you get. You have yeah. to get it by now in order for us to proceed with this, the story. Yeah. But there were things that came, I, I mean, I'm just saying like, okay, so we, we see leo and the car's red and we understand that that's red we we get uh we hear cooper's boss come in right and we got to put that kind of thing a little bit to rest where it's like okay you know he's still standing up for the the little guy right with with albert um and uh we got to get we got to get moving on to timberland falls but this is where Josie starts coming in again. Like we're wrapping yeah. up some things, but then Josie now, like I said last time, I said I got a weird feeling about Josie in the scene with the sheriff because I'm like, is she? What is she doing here? And yeah. she's taking matters into her own hands, right? She's trying to get some blackmail stuff. Um, well, we're going to look a little bit deeper there. Yeah. Now you did miss. So you did miss Doctor Jacoby, right? Doctor Doctor Jacoby gets interviewed in this one. 
Right. And I think I think you can finally like Dr. Cooper or I, I mean, Agent Cooper's even like, hey, is there like something sexual going on? And he, and I think I believe him when he says like, no, it's nothing like yeah. that. It's just like sh- like this is just what I do. And, and she actually got me back to like we were saying, she got me back to being a good you know, psychiatrist or psychologist, whatever he does. Also, yeah. I could, that magic trick that he was doing, I can totally do that magic trick. I know exactly. A, how it was a good, a good magic trick. I have the, I have it. I can do this. I can do it. It's like, it's right. it's all. There's a gaff that you use. It's it's not that hard. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I figured. Um, there's a lot of. So first of all, in this episode, there's a lot of red, and I've just been noticing like there's red everywhere. But specifically in this episode, red, the color, the hue, red is everywhere. I don't know. But it's just, again, and it becomes striking when, you know, we see the red lights, you know, the the traffic Mm -hmm. lights, right? And there's the red at at the last, I think that was the last episode where we saw red, kind of ended on the red traffic light, right? This this episode is totally red. And it's all, so it's like a, hey, stop. You know, we got it before we go green, right? There's a saying he said, and I'll talk about it, but is a like wait for the green light, right? Um, everything's red. We're stopping for a minute. We're getting caught well, up. We're catching our breath. Well, also the red room, the red lodge, or you know that the the in Cooper's dream. Oh yeah, I mean, I think red is definitely. I mean, yeah, red's, a, red's like, a color. It's important. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, the Tibetan map in the background is again reminding us. There's a lot of reminders, like we were yeah. talking about. Hawaii isn't in the east. What was Doctor Jacoby talking about? Is he just being like weird? I uh, know. I, I think. Like, he, I mean, he said, "Yeah, my interests are also in the east." And he says Hawaii, like all, like you know how you're supposed to say, like if you were. I don't even know if they say Hawaii when they're when you're in Hawaii. Is that like is that like a, the proper way? Is it like a Mexico I or? I, I I don't know. In any case. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's Eastern either. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think he In was just. Case. I think he's just trying to. I mean, he's a guy who likes Hawaii. Right, and that's clear from his tie. In the very first time we saw him. Yeah. Um, all right, so that kind of like ended with the you know they got to get to this uh, the the timber. What was it called? The Timber Hotel? The Timber Falls Hotel? It was something lodge. No, it was a lodge. I thought it was a lodge. It was like the Timber Lodge. Timber, and, Timber Falls uh, Lodge. You can, it either takes 10 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on the traffic, or depending, depending how you go, I guess. Depending <laughs> how you go. That was a brilliant... Like, Andy is... Andy in this one is shining. I mean, he's really... <laughs> yeah. He's got some good lines in this one. Um, You know, they get there. We see the... You know... Again, Martel and um, Horn, Catherine uh, and Ben. Yeah, yeah, they're also in there, um, and we we get to see uh, a little bit of a um, a poker chip or some sort of chip uh, that's important because that again we have to recognize something to give us a clue right. for later. So again, it's setting yeah. it's setting everything up. Um, uh, Andy, I can't believe he dropped his gun. You or can't. Can I? I mean, come on. I guess come maybe. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even sure how he takes it out of his. He takes it out of his holster. Like he basically throws it out. This I he mean, hasn't done it. He hasn't done that a lot, man. He hasn't true. done it before Agent ever. Cooper is honestly pretty cool with him in that. Like, he gets frustrated patient. in the he's moment. He's patient. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's patient with Andy, and that's you know that's really good to see. Um, yeah. The thing is, we 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 get to like a moment very early on in the in the, the episode where we get to a moment where like okay they got him they got like the one armed man right like yeah we yeah. we got it and then it seems almost to hit a dead end right and so there's some because the one armed man is not Michael or is not Mike right well his middle name is but yeah but not not quite what we were looking for right. Um, and so now, you know, we're starting to question things or, um, you know, I like this kind of like this first obstacle that they hit didn't quite pan pan out. And so that's, again, we've talked about story writing, but um, that's pretty good. Then we got we got Audrey and Donna and they're working on like uh, teaming up. They're going to team up. 
Well, so here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I don't know why I didn't get this the first go round. I guess because I was just like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't watching it as uh, intently as maybe I should have, or maybe critically as I should have. I didn't realize this, but like the whole reason Audrey is so into, she wants to figure out what's going, who killed Laura Palmer, because she thinks if she can fill this out or find it out, and then go to Agent Cooper. Bingo, bango. Like, she's in with Agent Cooper. Like, if she does this for him, like, she's golden. Right. That's what she uh, wants. Yeah, they'll go away together, and she'll sweep him out of here. Escape. It was big on this idea of escaping, right? Yeah, Um, right. And that's what she wants to... uh, That's what she's doing. And again, like, Donna was like, dream on, and she's like, woman of his dreams, right? So again, Mm -hmm. the dream... um, the dream theme in there. And then something interesting. I went down a rabbit hole on this one. I am going to admit that I did. And I don't know if I could have done this in 1990, but I did it. Um, isn't that the Western with Marlon Brando when I Jack? Oh yeah. I didn't know if that was a, I didn't know. I don't know if that was a Western with Mar. Was it? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yes. Okay. It is a Western Marlon Brando. Um, it's his only. This was actually the only film he directed. It's a western. It was written by Sam Peckinpah, who did uh, the Wild Bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the screenplay uh, was also Rod Sterling had a, a, a kind of hand in the screenplay. Oh, he um, punched it up. No, actually, uh, Sam Peckinpah punched it up. Um, I think Rod Sterling wrote it from a based on a book. Uh, and then Sam Peckinpah kind of like turned it into the film. Hmm. Um, anyway, like the film. So I'm like, okay, again, and actually, if anybody's, uh, what I want to know is how many times have I said again in these podcasts? Cause I'm oh, probably, probably again. the same amount of time I say that's interesting or here's what's interesting. <laughs> I say interesting the same times you say, same amount of times you say again. Right, well, anyway, um, here's the thing. Here's the, I was I was looking into it and I was saying to myself, there's got to be a reason that's brought up. Mm-hmm. Is there a connection somewhere? Themes like what it is, you know. So I did dive a little bit deep into, um, when I Jack, and it looks like a kind of interesting western. It's about a guy, two guys, uh, they you know rob a bank or they rob they rob something. They got some gold. And these like federales are like chasing them, right? Right. And um, so they're like, uh, one is um, the mentor to the other guy, really. Like he looks up to him as like a father figure, and literally his name is like Dad. Um, and, but he looks up a uh, father figure, and they get to this ridge, and they're like, we only got like one horse. Uh, the they're gonna catch up with us, but one person can take the horse ride somewhere else get another horse and come back and we might have a chance to get out of here right, right. so they like they do it um the dad uh dad is rio and dad martin marlon brando is rio dad goes out he gets the other horse and he looks at the ridge and he looks out into like freedom and he's like i'm out of here right. and so he leaves he leaves the guy high and dry Rio high and dry. Rio gets in prison five years, whatever. Gets out of the prison um, and goes uh, and has like a mission now of like, I, I think I got to ask this guy why he made that choice. Right? Sure, just a question. It's just, just a question. A simple question. And it uh, turns out dad is um, is a, is now a like a sheriff in this town, right? Married, has a stepdaughter. Um, so they go, uh, he, he finds out where dad is, gets there to, into town and, um, you know, they kind of confront each other, but dad's like, oh, I had my reasons. Um, and then, uh, Rio is like, oh, well they never caught me anyway. Right. So they were, they're kind of keeping secrets from each other. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rio then falls in love with his, his stepdaughter. Right. Sure. Meanwhile, they're also planning to, uh, Rio got another band of guys and they're planning on doing a bank heist in this town, right? So they figured out like 
dad's the sheriff and blah 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 thing goes everything goes bad rio decides that he's not going to do it after all um but dad blames like blames leo for doing it and throws him in jail and is going to hang him and so then the stepdaughter comes out and is like uh you know i'm pregnant with rio's you know baby and like this whole whole thing happens right oh jeez okay yeah right rio uh rio like gets out um i mean he's kind of like beaten up and stuff but he gets out of jail um he goes on on the run um he kill he ends up like confronting dad telling him the true story he kills him or whatever and then he says to the girl you know like Wait a listen he Wait a second. He kills him or whatever. He he either kills him or he doesn't. He I think he kills him. Um, he kills him, and he's like all alone now. And he's like, I gotta go. Um, I gotta make one more like thing. I'm gonna. I'll meet you in you know Oregon or whatever, Washington. I forget where he was. I'll meet you somewhere else, right? And, to the stepdaughter. Uh, to the stepdaughter. Like, yeah. but I gotta do this. Figure out this thing first. And he rides off. Um, and that's that's where it ends and you kind of get the feel again it's like one of these movies where it's like the ending is like you know kind of open um, yeah yeah and and kind of like well he's ne- i mean they're never going to see each other again you know um S- this so uh did you watch this movie no i, w- I wanted to, oh, this I'm, just I'm a looking synopsis. forward to watching it. that's a synopsis okay. a little synopsis okay for okay you. um it looks like a good movie anyway the idea, there's like the themes behind it of course are like overlapping good and evil like people you know people who are good and evil at the same time and this yeah. kind of odd this freudian kind of like pull of like the dad figures literally i mean literally named dad right and the daughter yeah. and you know all this stuff going on right so it's just pulling him or pulling us back into like this idea that we're going through here of like um who are these people what are their yeah. relationships? Yeah. Um, I don't You've know. never seen think... Twin Peaks before. Is that is that is that right? You've never seen Twin Peaks I've before. Never tw- I've never seen Twin okay. Peaks before. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. Right. I'll, I'm going to say this, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah. Based based on, and again, I apologize. I did some digging for you know one eye jacks that right. I I wouldn't have probably been able to do in 1990. Without yeah. going to the store, like the video store, the, the movie theater, yeah, the, or yeah, the, the, the video. video store, I'd go yeah. to the video store and 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 rent One Eye Jacks if they had it. Do we know if Laura, Laura's dad, is Laura's dad or is it a step? Is this is Laura's dad stepdad? This I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing theories out. Just do you want me to tell out. you or not no, tell you? No, no, don't okay. tell me. Okay. I'm throwing okay. this out okay. there. Okay. okay. Did Laura's father have some sort of a different relationship than a daughter dad relationship because he was not related to her? That sounds really weird for 1990, not so much for today, but like that's I'm throwing that out there. I'm throwing out the idea that the father, Leland Palmer, and Laura Palmer's relationship was more than just like father and daughter. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, you, you can throw out anything. Like, it's, I can this throw is out like, anything. Like, this Agent is just, Cooper's just they're just trying to figure stuff out. You I'm, just know trying what I mean? figure, like, I'm just trying to figure some, some stuff out, right? Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but certainly yeah. the double cross, right? Certainly the double cross is important. Yeah. And the double cross comes into play practically next. When well, He does come in next. I mean, this is the next thing we see is... is, is uh, Oh no! It's not the next thing we see. The next thing we see, we go into. Um, oh, Hank! This Hank. is Hank getting out of jail. Yeah, yeah. Hank going to jail. This is the double cross. Doesn't have Norma. Uh, yeah, Norma could have take made a decision here. Yeah. Like she could have kept him in jail if she wanted to, and she decides not to. Yes. Well, she doesn't necessarily yes or no. Her her answers to her questions are like, well. He's my husband, isn't he? Right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I have, and a, again, you know, 
he can work where I he can work with know, me. He's, I heard yeah. the boss is pretty good or whatever, you yeah. know. Um, so she's not saying yes or she's not making any commitments, but she is answering the questions that are asked to her. Right, right, right. But like that's good enough, right? I mean, that's that's apparently for this yeah. parole board. Well, I mean, look, I mean, if he if you listen to Hank's story, he just the car went out of control. He doesn't know how the car got out of control. And he hit some vagrant. vagrant at night. Like it's just some random sleeping on the person. side of the road. It's yeah, almost like, the vagrant's fault. You could I mean, who sleeps sleep- on the side of the road? Exactly. I mean, so, and plus his car went out of control. Right. So, you know. Well, the big thing, the big takeaway here is, of course, the double uh, three dominoes. Right. Right. Yep. 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 And again, the doubling. It's all there. Yeah. yeah. Everything's there. Yeah. Um, you get the double three domino thing going on. And um, his little thing of saying like, uh, I thought it was interesting the first time he said it, but um, he said to her, um, oh, what was his phrasing? It was like, I'll see you catch you later or something like that. Catch you later. Oh, catch like the catching a fish like. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that but no that he said that to her it was kind of like in the beginning he's like oh uh you know please do this for me i've changed and then as he walks out he's like i'll catch you later or whatever yeah there was like an attitude change there because uh, he did she did what he she needed to do basically yeah i, I think uh yeah again like you're fine you're, you're I, re-watching this episode to me I just wasn't in it, man. I'm not sure why. Like, I actually found last episode, I found more fascinating the second time I watched it, episode four. Episode two for me, the second time, I like, again, I just kind of like wrote a few things down, like Hank gets out of jail, you know, go to vet. I don't know, you know, man. Maybe like, yeah, I, don't but know. I was wasn't... looking. Maybe I was looking deep. I was looking for the little. I'm starting to look for the little things now because. Well, I mean, you. So the I I. I heard the Marlon Brando thing too, and instead of like doing deep dive research on it, I was just like, "Oh, okay." I was like, that "Did you find that something. interesting?" Yeah, but did you find that interesting? I did, but I was like, "What am I going to do? Like, how? Like, how on earth am I going to research that in this day and age?" <laughs> right. There's, there's no possible way. You'd have to like get out your library card, drive to the library, right, and yeah. see if they had see if they the, yeah. a tape. Yeah, to rent. It's just that it's just been too. It would have been too difficult. And plus, right. I was already on my iPad. I was writing down notes on my iPad. So like, no. you know, well, what I am mean, I, do? I guess. Um, we go to Bobby and uh, Shelley next, um, and this is where the double cross starts to happen. This is where uh, yeah. a plan starts to take place. And I love how Bobby's shirt says it's Dick. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's just Dick. It's, I mean, his name's Bobby, but the shirt right. was like a bowling shirt or something. Yeah. Was like I couldn't read what was on it. the back of it. What was I on the back read, of it, though? I couldn't read it. I couldn't read it. I couldn't tell. I mean, maybe if I, like, you know, again, if I had a VCR and I roll, you know, pl- you know, frame by frame, you know. When I don't know. I really, that is, now that is VCRs. one thing I tried to do. I tried to do deep dive on what his, be- and I could not figure out exactly what I, did, I couldn't see it, but I, I saw his name was Dick, which I was I thought it was appropriate. And, um, Too bad I don't have one of those computers that you just say like enhance, enhance, right. enhance, <laughs> and like it would enhance the <laughs> so I can see it. That would be good there. That works. And also with Josie at the very end gets a letter and there's a red stamp. I wanted to know what that red stamp said, but I, I see what it said. Um. Anyway, Bobby's planning the double cross. Uh, yeah. Why he spits his gum out onto the floor is beyond me. I think like, it's just it's, kind of a cool move. I don't. I think maybe that been. I don't know if it's a cool choice. move. Well, I, I don't know. But I don't know if that comes back and haunts him. But like the cigarette butts came back and haunt no, him. No, I think that. No, freaking, no, no. The, the, could you imagine tape, if Leo steps in in gum in his own house? Shelly cleaned that up, man. Shelly cleans that house up all the time. She better clean that up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, that she's. Was not, a, I, but, she, so here's what my so so the whole thing is like Shelly's. The the before he spits his gum out, Shelly has the gun, right? Yeah. And she puts like and she like kind of takes off her shirt a little bit, revealing right. like this negligee. And she right. puts it like, and then and then he like he like looks at her, spits the gum out, and goes forward like, like an indication like he's gonna get 
you know, they're going to get busy. You know, you can't be right. kissing somebody with gum in your mouth or well, whatever. Well, she was the whole know? time. She's like, listen, I only got 30 minutes before I got to go back to yeah, work. Yeah, that, right? that was pretty he's funny. All, I thought that was pretty funny. He's all, he's all like, listen, he's, he's mad because of James still. And he's so caught up in himself, right? He's so yeah. caught up in himself that he doesn't even understand, like, what does he... It's about his like reputation or his his like man man manliness, right? Again, like yeah. that's what this. Uh, there's a lot of that in this episode of like, listen, well, yeah, I maybe I didn't really uh, love Lara because I was cheating on Lara with you, um, and um, maybe I'm also a person uh, who understands that he's this like the cheater, right, or the the guy who's being cheated. What what would you be? What she, I'm the cheating. person that somebody's cheating with. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Well, my point. My this is my point. <laughs> right. my, my point is, uh, it it's he's so caught up in this idea that oh, uh, Laura was cheating on him. Yeah. That that's more important than the woman right in front of him. Right. Right. Well, he like the whole Jacques thing too. Really, like shakes him up. Like, yeah, there's something about. I mean, that's when he started. Well, because he figures he didn't real. I guess which is shocking to me, but he for some reason didn't realize that Jacques and Leah were running the drugs into the high school. Like that's what he says, which is kind of confusing. Because no, what I I think he I think he was trying to throw Shelly off. Shelly doesn't know that he's running drugs. Oh, so he's okay. Okay, that makes more sense. And I mean, because he's got the drugs, like. Okay. Yeah, Shelly doesn't know, but but what was revealed was that he didn't know anything about Jacques, and I guess he was like, "Well, what is Jacques? he must have a different relationship with Jacques or know something?" Well, he because knows where that, Jacques, Jacques' house is. Well, yeah, as we because, find out later, because yeah. he was well, yeah, and and he knows enough to know that he wants to put a connection to between these two people, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so he's this is where the double cross comes in. Bobby's a small, uh, you know, we're talking about small fish here. Like Bobby's a small fish mm-hmm. in this bigger scheme, right? And, uh, you know, he's just he's the guy dealing the drugs to the high school kids. He that's all he is. But, and th- and that's why like no one is caring about him. But but he's now sees a situation where maybe he can get a whole bunch of things out of this deal. Yeah. Well, so, primarily, in fact, he, he still owes like 10 grand to Leo. Yeah. And that's not good. I mean, he's Leo's going to come down pretty hard on on him for that. Yeah. Because Leo's no joke. No, which we we find out, which I've said from the very beginning because of the cut from uh, yeah. who would do such a thing to Leo. Um, all right. So. I don't even know where I am anymore. I've written so well, much so, stuff down. Oh, no, no. Okay. They get all the stuff from the vet. They get all the stuff from the vet. And then you got, you got, Andy you're and, back and at the, the. Andy and Lucy are still having this thing. They have the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And that gets into this whole weird thing where like the guys are hanging out down at the shooting right. range, shooting some guns, talking about talking how about women. women. And yeah. then the girls are up in the, you know, the women are up, up, up later. They're talking about the dudes. It's just really yep. kind of interesting well, i said well, again, interesting again I, all that's i all i do is say interesting well i just said again it's it's <laughs> about it's about the duality right we're talking about yeah. the duality and yeah and we need that to happen this is all about duality right now we got mirror images duality uh you know the three three uh three uh double double r you know whatever um so we go back to the double r and they do their thing what is Ghostwood? Ghostwood? What are you talking about? There are signs that say, say no to Ghostwood. Oh, that's what that said? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just saw it and I was like, uh, I don't know. Was that the... I mean, that wasn't the development that they're trying to like create. Is it? Ghostwood? I don't think so. I don't think that has a... I don't think it had a name. I'm going to keep it on my top of my head now for that all right ghostwood that's all that's all i saw but um then james comes in and again james saw kind of mopey <sighs> he's the worst man i like the dad the dad's like trying to get like the high school boyfriend like involved in things like oh i really yeah, need the- james to come over come on you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing 
Yeah. Uh, we could do. I mean, there's there. a so 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 you know Donna and that family is like the closest thing you would say would, to be an actual like high school family. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Donna and her dad, and like just the way they react to like, oh, you got a new boyfriend, have him come over, and it's gonna be, hey guys, we got church tomorrow. Remember, like. Right. You know, right. like all that kind of stuff. Like it, that's classic. But like, James meets Maddie and like flips his lid, man. Like, well, it looks know. exactly like Laura, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's I'm saying, is he is James really over Laura? You know? No, I I don't think he. I mean, I don't think he is. I, I, mean, I don't it think. Seemed he's, pretty clear with this one that he wasn't. Um, he forgot all about Donna. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he like literally doesn't even say goodbye to her on the phone. Yeah, like he's he just like, kind of like hangs up the phone, like. Um, yeah, and what I, I mean, thought I, was interesting. They shake hands, and as they shake hands, the phone rings. And again, uh, it, well, I was just gonna say it again. Um, the phone is so important as like a signaling device in here. I really because it's not that anymore. The phone is not right. that anymore. And here yeah. it, it just is like, and I don't know if, if you were in 1990, would you even like notice those kind of things? I don't know if you would, because the, I mean, like the, like the phone in 1990, what people may not look, the people listening to this podcast, there might be one or two people. They're the same age as we are. We know that. Right. But yes. so in 1990, when the phone rings, you basically have no idea who's on the other end of that phone. It could no. be anybody. It could be anybody. Who knows? And, like, you basically have to answer that phone. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Not answer your phone? You right. have to know who's on the other end of that thing. Yeah. Whereas now, you, your phone rings and it's like, first of all, it's weird that your phone rings and does, someone doesn't text you. But your phone rings, you know exactly, it says who it is yeah. on the phone. You can make also, a decision. Also, no one's phone rings anymore. It just vibrates. Your phone vibrates. That's true. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, the sound, the sound of somebody calling you, the sound of that thing is is important you, in this i mean like i you need to you need to go back into time in, in 1990 you need to be alone at your house at night and you need to have the phone ring right. and i'll tell you what that is an experience that like you just don't get anymore like the whole like the the jarring alarm of a phone ring ringing in a silent dark house as you're like watching TV or doing something else and then not knowing what's going to be on the end of that phone. Right. That's a jarring experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is some mystery and intrigue to a phone call and that, that, that ringing announces that. Yeah. Um, so the, we find out that Hank's coming, Hank's coming back. Yeah, I don't even know where I am here. Anyway, we cut, we cut to Audrey. Audrey's really oh, working yeah, yeah, with Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Audrey is like, okay, I got to figure this out. Uh, I'm not going to be a maid. I'm gonna. I need to work in the perfume counter. Like that's where I heard everybody yeah. was right. So that's where she wants to go. And she's, well, she doesn't say perfume. She says like uh, cosmetics. Cosmetics. Yeah. yeah, but she's you know she's working her dad here. She's got a plan. Uh. And there certainly is something that separated these two. And, you know, this is about to bring them back together. And she looks down and she's while she's hugging her dad, she's a photo of Laura and her on his desk. I found that weird. I mean, you're supposed to find it weird. But like I I didn't realize like throughout this entire thing, I didn't realize that she and Laura were even close. Like she always says like uh, to Donna, you knew Laura better than me. Like. And I didn't know Laura. In fact, in this one, she's like, I didn't know Laura very well, but I knew she was a wild girl. Right. right? But yet here's a picture of her. Yeah. With, I mean, the fact that it's on her father's desk is the weird part. But you also but, have to understand, again, like like a phone call, a photograph printed out wasn't just something like you took a photo, you took a photo, then you had to get it developed it was precious because you only had like 24, 32 photos that you could take actually take. And it was expensive to get them developed. Yeah. And you know, they had double, you know, deals where you could get doubles and stuff, but like certainly that was like, that's a one of a kind thing. Right. And 
so it was it was i was questioning that i was saying like okay yeah she does now she of course she was over by and she it was the brother the brother's there she's over tutoring him and stuff right um but it did seem like an i had to like really look at that and say like wait a second is it like why is that why is that there i mean clearly horn uh ben horn knew laura right that's yeah um well yeah I think with the photograph, and she worked at the, the she worked at the store, right? She worked at the store, and she, we're, she worked at the yeah, and and to, and tutored, right? And we're also assuming um, there's a connection between the the one eye Jacks and Lara, right? Which he frequented. So well, we I mean we clearly supplied out, yeah. I mean supplied. He supplied girls to one eye Jacks essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was that was something that kind of shook. Uh, I think it shook Laura up a little, not Laura. Uh, shook up Audrey. Audrey, yeah. Um, and then uh, we get like this reveal of like the the bird, which you had said. I said animal, and then because that's all it was. I know. You, I didn't realize slipped. they had said it. I didn't say I didn't realize that. That was a slip on my. I'm trying to be real careful with my slips, and I slipped you sli- up. <laughs> you slipped up, slipped but up. um, but it was a bird. It was a bird. They found the you know, and we we noticed that it was the jack of um the one eye jack's uh chip because we saw it right. So that was good. Yeah. And then this, and then I love when Agent Cooper says when two separate events occur simultaneously pertaining to the same object of inquiry, we must always pay t- strict attention. Yeah. And that's uh, that's my biggest takeaway. I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. That's well, yeah, important. I mean, look, if look, I'll be honest with you. If Agent Cooper tell if Agent Cooper says something, it's important. Like he's fact. Uh, he knows what he's doing, man. And pl- yeah. he's like. I mean, especially with like the uh, the shooting of the guns, like he's so good at everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's just always good. Yeah, Andy not so much, but well, we'll get Andy there, I guess. Um, so then they go, okay, so they're going to Jacques. Right, the bird's owned by Jacques. They're like, gotta get the minor bird. Right, gotta get, gotta go over to Jacques' house. They get to Jacques' house. Well, uh, even before they get to Jack's house, there's two people playing tennis. That is bizarre. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, is this a game of back and forth, right? Is this maybe, you sure. know, he hits, you know, that's, you know, setting this up. What's this going to be? Um, they are wearing winter outfits. I don't know if you notice that, but they are like dressed like it's super cold out. I, it might be really cold out. I mean, <laughs> it's but up north. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't think it's that cold. Nobody else was dressed like that. I mean, they had masks on their face. I was like, this could be from this day and age. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it was, it was for me, again, it's like one of those little things that you throw, that he throws in there, like the, the kid with the, at the locker doing the weird dance. And that's what I the, thought it was. I just thought it was a bizarre thing he's going to put in maybe. there just because it's like, listen, I will knows? say like, I think it's probably something to do with like a tennis match. I mean, they were yeah. singles, but sometimes it's doubles in tennis. I don't know. Well, the back and I, forth, back the and forth of a back. tennis match, yeah, I think, I think it's more. Yeah. All right. The ball's um, in your court, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing, though. The, uh, listen, Agent Cooper can do no wrong, but, like, how are you not covering the back? I, I thought the same thing. In fact, on my rewatching, when when Bobby's slipping out the back, I was like, oh, yeah, surely they have somebody in the back. Like, on my rewatching, I'm thinking about yeah. this. No, no. Nope. I, I, I that I don't understand. I cannot understand how that could have happened. Yeah, I, 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 I mean that's standard procedure because you know they're coming out the back. Yeah, I don't like even. I don't know. Anyway, they find, they find the the shirt that Bobby planted there. This yeah, and um, immediately they're like, let's let's get this shut down. Everybody, we got we we got something here. Um. Then we cut to. It's Leo cut to and ben Leo, now. Leo and Ben, and we see the car yeah. again, just to make sure that we really understand that red car. Right. Yeah. We see it; it's talked about, and this is a reveal, right? This is a pretty big reveal. Um, 
Ben goes to Leo. He's he says Hank said you were gifted. Yeah. So we're connect now. We're making all the connections. Hank is part of this, right? Mm-hmm. Hank is maybe now the old the now he was in jail this whole time. But certainly we were looking for the big fish here, and uh, everything's pointing to Hank as the mastermind with a couple things. So, um, so we're getting some information there. And then this is when he said uh, the, about the green light, like I'll give you the green light, and he's gonna. The idea is that he's gonna burn down the mill, and he's gonna make right. it look like arson. Yeah. I mean, so Leo is the guy, it seems like, if you want something done, go talk to Leo. I mean, there's a, there's the freaking body of Bernard is, is right there the whole, next to him the whole time. Yeah. No one flinches about that. Well, Bernard shouldn't have trusted him. That's, well, that's true. He does say that. He does say, he specifically, Leo specifically says that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I certainly would not trust Leo. Um no. So, and we're establishing Leo is a killer. Like, if, if we haven't gotten that already... Yeah. This is it. Leo can kill somebody. Yeah. Right? And and, and we know he's involved because Agent Cooper hit the rock or, or hit, right. hit the bottle with the rock. Right. So, Through our an, uh, analysis of um, film editing, we uh, have understood the relationships anyway. So yeah. if you haven't gotten through all that, this is literally saying Leo kills people. Yeah. Yeah. And he's involved. Leo, Leo kills people and he's involved with Laura Palmer in some way. So. Right. Um, um, Pete they is found the getting... necklace is missing. Oh, are you still? Where are you now? What do you mean they found the necklace is missing? Oh, oh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Th- that was kind of boring to me. Yeah. They found the, um yeah. I was more interested in Pete getting bold with Josie and inviting her to go fishing with him. It's kind of. That was weird like i don't think there's something between those two but like maybe i don't know i mean pete seemed to i mean pete was like asking her out on a date essentially kind of but then the did you see that may like so he asked like for mayo because Catherine's in bed already which i'm not exactly sure i'm understanding that correctly and then there's that shot of the disgusting mayo as there's she a like close up yeah ugh. Like that seems like a very David Lynch type thing to like put yeah. something really disgusting on the screen. Yeah, Ugh. definitely. Like a close up, we're making sure we get that mayo on there. Yeah, but I what do you, do you know what the significance of the mayo is? Am I just missing that? Am I like I don't know? It, you would be obtuse, you would be the one who knows what the, the significance of mayo is, but the, in the whole theme of Twin uh, Peaks, I just think it's a it's it's a I mean, I don't like may- mayonnaise. I don't even like saying the word mayonnaise. Me neither. Uh, it's, it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's bad. So, so for me, uh, seeing a, a close-up of, of a big glob of mayonnaise being put on a piece of bread is terrifying. It's horrible. It's like yes. it's grotesque. Yes. Uh, which sets up what's going to happen in this scene because this scene becomes... Uh, horrified, right? We 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 get. Uh, she's opening the mail. Yeah. yeah, and she can. We see like this is something that's uh, something you know she's worried about. Opens it up. What do we see? It's a drawing of a uh, of of domino. The domino. Yeah, domino piece. And then we get the the phone call. This is a canted angle. We call that a canted angle. Sometimes you call it a Dutch angle, but it's canted. Well, I, I mean, I like it that, yeah, that, yeah I, th- I think I remember hearing it called a Dutch angle. And um, th- finally, it's like, okay, great. Now I'm starting to, like, get back into the swing of things. There's a, there's yeah. a Dutch angle. There's a things bear. Things are changing now. That's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's an indication that things are going to be a little bit off. There's a, a little bit of danger, yeah. a, a little bit of skew. The bear in the background. It reminded me of a shot from a film. I can't place it. I can't remember it, but it did remind me of like, you know, this 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 canted angle with like a bear in the background and somebody coming into frame, like looking over their shoulder like that. I can't remember what it, I, I I would I would I would place a bet, and I'm not a betting man, but I would place a bet that that is from a movie somewhere. Okay. All right. Hitchcock, maybe I would, I, 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 but I, I, it just is a familiar type of shot. Um, 
And then the next one is canted at the other angle. And she gets like, you know, the phone call. Uh, and it's it's Hank. Yeah. Um, and he goes and he goes on that one. Catch you later. Right. Yeah. And so like and we kind of end there. Right. And it's like, um, OK, now, you know, we're starting to put things together. Maybe this is now why. Like I said, in the, like I said last time, I said, what's the relationship here with like Josie and the sheriff? Like it seems it seems a little interesting. Is Josie using him for something? Um, and yeah. clearly it might be for protection in this case, right? It may I mean, be I because don't... she wants to wants to like have some sort of uh, police chief on her side. Yeah. She clearly has some sort of relationship with Hank. Did Hank kill uh, Mr. Parker? There was a boating accident. Yeah. We're thinking the Martell and Horn maybe set that up. Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe Josie did. Man. Yeah. I don't know yet, but these are things that are coming into play, definitely. I I I think uh I think it's it was really good the way that they set up those final shots because now at least I'm very interested in the next episode. Like I'm, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen, you know, in episode six, you know. Yeah, so am I. Um, and I'm going to watch it, but uh, I'll, I'll wait a few. I like to wait a few, uh, you know, to get the, again the experience of 1990. Got just yeah. let you gotta wait. You can't just go right into it. You gotta wait. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm on board, man. Like watching these again. Like I was, so I rewatched. Uh, I rewatched five this uh, actually today. I rewatched it this morning and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go right into six because then I'll have it. I'll put my notes down because I watched these all without putting any notes or anything. Obviously, I'll put my notes down. I'll have it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I want to digest this and I want to wait because the next one is labeled. Do you know what the next one's called? The next episode? No. I mean, I could look. Well, yeah, just like it's like looking in the TV guide. Like, yeah, I'm gonna look in the. Gonna, t- I'm just gonna look in the TV guide. I it's got called it Cooper's Dream. Okay, Cooper. Oh, Cooper's Dream. Yeah. All right, so we got another dream coming on. Maybe. Or maybe there's. A, okay, Cooper's Dream. I love it. Yeah, so it's exciting. You know, it's exciting. This one, this episode was a dud for me. I know you found a lot into it, but for me, it was just I filled up a bunch of pages in my notebook. That's for sure. I think that's what you're. I think that's what this episode was. This episode to me was an info dump. It you was were, like, you here's right. everything. You're right. This is the episode that we're like, we got to wrap up these any kind of loose connections that you may not have. Now you and I, we've made these connections. We know all. Yeah, this, we are like, now. Yeah. For yeah, anybody yeah. else who has not gotten it yet, this is what's gonna and introducing some stuff, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's Andy. Well, Hank comes in. Hank comes into play. Right, and, that's and a Hank, huge thing. Hank's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, Hank is Hank's gonna change everything. So. Interesting too, because not only not only do we we do now I'm thinking about it, we get a dead end with the one armed man. The episode's called the one armed man, but it's a yes. total dead end with the, the with dead the one armed man. Yes. But we have this totally new character coming in who may actually open up everything on a on a secret side of things. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So. And as usual, uh, a new character is introduced. Has a new character been introduced every single, every single episode A new characters introduced? I, I want to say it has. I want to say yes. I think I so. Say yes. Yeah. I think so. All right. All right. Well, the other thing that I want to watch is, um, I definitely want to watch, uh, when I Jack, with Marlon Brando. Yeah, Seemed I'd watch interesting. that. Seemed kind of interesting. I don't know if our local video store has it, though. I'll have to... I don't know. We, you know see. what? Here in Stanford, we do have a local video store, and I've been kind of itching to like just go in and be like, what is your deal? <laughs> How are you still a video store? And do you uh, have one eye jack? Have- well, does it have one of those back rooms? Is that why? No, it doesn't. It, well, no. Well, please. Like that's easier to get here. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like 
I don't know. I'm I'm very curious. Can I tell you? I do like so. I I know the shotcast is done, but like uh, you know, just as a bonus, maybe a bonus thing. But I, I will say, so I watched um, Sixteen Candles. Heidi and I watched Sixteen Candles on uh, Saturday night, I guess, because we were just like, oh, it's kind of like a like what's a fun movie? We neither one had seen uh, us seen that for like I don't know, like a decade, maybe right. probably more than a decade, and so we we're just like, oh, that's fun. And I can just kind of remember like. What it brought me back to, I'm not going to talk about the movie itself because the movie has problems, man. Um, but what it brought me back to was just like going to a movie store, like a video store, and like just walking the aisles and being like, what do they have? And like, right. oh, this cover looks good. Like we used to like, I really did like going to the horror section and just being like, what weird cover, like right. B movie that you've never heard of that somehow this video store has for some reason just laying on its cover and just being like, let's just rent it and see what happens. I mean, like, half the don't... night, half the night would be spent at the video store. That was always the problem. Oh, yeah. 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 Because you'd be going it's like, are you going to get two? Yeah. You probably have a coupon for two. So like, oh, we need we need to find another one somewhere. It just like, I don't know. It's this experience you don't get anymore. I mean, there's other experiences that I shouldn't feel nostalgic about it necessarily. But it's just that it is something that you used to have to do, which was right. a, a unique part of of watching or the experience of watching a movie at your house was like the experience of going and trying to actually figure out what movie they, that you right. could watch because yeah. you just couldn't watch anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, just going in and being like, I don't even know what I'm going to come out here with, but it's going to be something and we're going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I, I am going to leave with something. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's the shot cast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast.